Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and I am joined once again with the pastor, teacher, author, Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Uh, I, I would have to say it this way. Uh, former pastor, yes, uh, unemployed teacher, and still trying to get published writer. <laughs> well, and if uh, we're, we're picking up here part two of our look at discipleship, we, we started that a couple of weeks ago, um, at least by the time this podcast will have aired. Um, we've had uh, two podcasts in between. Uh, so when we started talking about the idea of, uh, of discipleship, I, I've discovered since then my job on this podcast is uh, we've we've talked about Ray's ramblings, and my job is basically to rein Ray in. And so, good luck when I <laughs> when I write my book on our relationship. That'll be the title: "Reigning in Ray" or, or or something along those lines. We should do that. We should co-author <laughs> a book: "Reigning in Ray's Ramblings." <laughs> well, if I ever become successful in that, maybe we can do that. But all right, so we're talking about discipleship. And uh, we really just got started last time, uh, back in episode nine. If you want to look back in our archives, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to that yet, um, we started talking about the idea that this is not something the American church has been good at. We looked at the Great Commission, and really, the Great Commission is not just about evangelism. In fact, it mostly focuses, at least in Matthew twenty-eight. On this idea of making discipleship, making disciples, one disciple, making another disciple, making another disciple, making another disciple. We looked at Jesus's words back in Luke about taking up your cross and following him daily Mm -hmm. um, is a key thing. We we also left off just summarizing uh, the awkwardness that discipleship entails because we are... uh, talking about getting involved in people's lives, <clears throat> confronting sin. And when you're confronting people's sin, it's never easy. Mm-hmm. People are defensive and but it's that it's that confrontation that's needed for growth. So I want to pick up our conversation. We we're in if if you're following the typical format of our program, we're in part 3 our, our relevant scriptures and I want to start off the program here with Second Timothy, uh, I'm going to start with verse 1. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So, we're talking about discipleship. It's not just like, we're not talking about a new cool method to do Mm -hmm. church growth we're not talking about uh some sort of fad that some churches are going through we're talking about a command of scripture yes yeah and by the way that was second timothy chapter two he forgot to mention sorry second timothy chapter two but the thing is that the concept of entrusting these to faithful men first and foremost a disciple is a person of character, a leader in the church. You know, you look at the qualifications of, of eldership and deacons and deaconesses. Well, I don't like using the deaconess terminology, but, you know, the qualifications to lead in the church is servanthood, having that attitude, being willing to do grunt work, 
and not being too proud to do it, and being a person of character. And when you entrust the Word of God to faithful men, and I, my, my guess, my educated guess, is that word men is the generic term for all of mankind or all, all those believers right. who are uh, the people of God. You're entrusting that to them in order to disseminate that to them. And you know what? It comes back to mind so quickly here. Jesus said, when I'm gone, you will be able to do more than if yeah. I stayed. That's what he's talking about. Right. That just dawned on me in the last year or so where God, Jesus, how is that possible? Because the Holy Spirit dwells in each one of us in order to do what God wants us to do. Yeah. And that's, that's just an awesome thing. That, and it's not a prideful thing because it's not us doing it. It's God working through us, through the Holy Spirit, to reach the planet that's his to begin with. Jesus loved us so much that he willingly came to walk this earth, to live a sinless life to die for us because he loves us, because God loves us so much that this happens. And now our response is not one of duty or do I have to or did I do that? Oh, I got off again. Uh, the thing is, the thing, it's out of our response of love for what God did for us in the cross. The the thing that was meant to be the ultimate evil turned out to be the ultimate good. Right. That's a paraphrase of N.T. Wright. <laughs> I can Great. never there remember again, my things. reform listeners are just clicking off as we're talking about it. But, go ahead. <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, isn't that just sort of an awesome thing to realize? Right. That God has entrusted this to us. But... And, and even the Great Commission in Matthew 28, I will be with you always until the very end of this age. N.T. Wright talks about heaven, not as a futuristic thing, but the age to come. Right. And that's, that's so important for us to understand. This is a, a, a time-space continuum that we have marching orders to do this thing called discipleship. And we get caught up in petty things. You know, I, churches have split over the color of the carpet. They have fired pastors over nothing but he's actually preaching the gospel right. and convicting us of where we're wrong. And we get rid of him because he's being the prophet that God has called him or her to be. And we're we're you know we're we're so wrapped up in we've never done it that way before yeah and that is hard 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 to break out of for a church you all know, right i'm going to read you back in for a second oh man <laughs> and, and 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 i want to emphasize here in this passage and we looked at the matthew passage as well and we looked at luke um one of the things i think we we, we glean from this is that there's more to the Christian faith than simply the entrance into it. Mm -hmm. There's more to the Christian life than birth. Um, one of the one of the reasons why I started this podcast is I feel like there is a 
dearth of theology within the local church. There is there is not an understanding um, because there are so many people who think, well, all I need to know is enough to be saved, mm-hmm. and once I've you know basically got my get out of hell free card, or once I've got my ticket to yes. heaven, yes. I'm good, and right. so I can just. But there's so much more to the Christian life. It is a life. It's a mm-hmm. it's a day to day. You're Every almost sound an Arminian there. Well, I don't know why you're trying to insult me so early in the morning here, but um, there, there's there's so much more, and yes. that's what yeah. people are missing when it comes to discipleship. It's not like a drudgery of okay, well, let's go through all these different spiritual disciplines or whatever. It's the idea of I am just now beginning a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And any good relationship is not static, but right. dynamic. There's more. I mean, the, the more I'm married to my wife, the more I, I learn about her and the more I fall in love with her. Right. And that's the purpose of teaching theology and teaching, uh, getting more into Scripture, is to find out that this God is even greater than I first thought. And this God has more depth to him than I've ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more to love and there's so much more to explore. Mm-hmm. I am vastly missing out if I'm just stopping at the very beginning. Right. And what you said about it's not stagnant. If it gets to be stagnant, you're already dead. Yeah. I mean, stagnant, stagnant is not an option for an individual or for a church. If you're stagnant... And you don't know it, and you keep going on playing the game for another 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you were dead at the beginning. And you know how you figure that out? It's by doing life with other people. Exactly. And that's, and that's what the church is called to do. Uh, we're talking about these times. And, and I think there, there are times where you can go through a stagnant period. Sure. But that's why I'm here is to nudge you in the, the arm and say, hey, mm-hmm. time to get back up again. You and, can't live like this. And that's where... We need to be willing to be open, vulnerable, honest, authentic, and transparent. Well, and, and that brings us, I think, into our, our next section about dangers to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you and I have talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, uh, we just talked on the last program about the importance of preaching, and it's something I value greatly, uh, the the the, the sermon each Sunday as much as I value that and I place a high value on that that's not enough right sitting in church for an hour or you know I'm a reformed guy so you know two three hours uh, oh Armenians do that too <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it's, it is funny just to pause for a second I'm sitting next to an Armenian here but he's got a very reformed beard um, <laughs> and I just uh, and, I, and I'm the guy right now with I wouldn't say a clean shave, but I just shaved off part of my beard to grow a bigger one. But anyway, um, you know, sitting in a church for an hour or so a week is simply not enough. You know, that's why I, I don't have one meal a week right. physically. Yeah. I, I need I need something on a day-to-day basis, and that's what we're talking about. Well, right, and especially if that hour a week you're waiting to get the, the service over so you can get home by noon to watch the Packers on right. the TV. Um or whatever else that your life is going to take you to. You know, Kevin, I grew up a Packer fan. I, and I've got a point for what you I'm know, saying. Is this part where you're repenting of your sin? Or? In a sense. I have watched maybe one full game this year. 
And, you know, it's, it's just sort of weird planning for the Janesville, some of the church, churches in Janesville every month are having community prayer times. And uh, two of those times, the Packers had the second, the second game of the day. So mm-hmm. I'm watching it up to a point and then having to leave. Go. <laughs> but a couple of years ago, I, was, I, I don't need to go to that. I'll stay here and watch my Packers. Right. You know, it's, that's part of that denying of self that we were talking about. Because um, sports, let's face it, it's a religion in this country. Uh, just like money can be or whatever can be. But the thing is, on Sunday morning, it's not even really, it's not even, it's barely the tip of the iceberg of discipleship. You've got a guy up there who is hopefully, hopefully preaching the gospel or preaching the word, not, you know, making it into a self-help thing. But then you've got a worship time that hopefully is singing songs that that are in praise of God. And, and it doesn't have to be hymns. It doesn't have to be, I mean, there are, there are hymns that are lousy theology. There are courses that are right. lousy theology. But I'll tell you something. If somebody doesn't like the style of the courses and it's straight out of the scripture, that person is wrong. It's the message that's being said. It's not the style in which it is being presented. And there are some hymns that teach theology, you know, um, oh, for a thousand thumbs to sing my great Redeemer's praise. I mean, that is good theology. Yeah, you pull out the one Arminian. Wesley. Oh, did, yeah. did I? I didn't know. You didn't get to Isaac Watts for oh, some reason. Isaac here. Watts? No. I love Isaac Watts <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know, I don't know that I would agree with that, the fact that I'm a worm, but uh, I'm, oh, I'm I know a, you. I agree with that. I'm a sinner in need of grace. And Isaac Watts is probably my favorite hymn writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the oh four thousand thunks came to my mind right, 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 right away for some reason. God must have intervened. <laughs> but the thing is, and then, you know, frankly, it becomes worship has been become synonymous with entertainment. Yeah, uh, you got to have a worship band. You have applause after singing. And I, you know, is that in praise to God? Maybe. It does have a concert feel to it, unfortunately. Yes. And the but thing. Let, let's go back to. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to rein you back in here. <laughs> oh, um, man, he's working hard. <laughs> our, point, our point has been, even in a good church service yeah. where you have in-depth preaching and you have worship that is actual worship of right. god mm-hmm. that's still it, it's not even that, close it, to being it's, it's not just the check mark that we hit okay got the spiritual right aspect you got three now. hours out of 168 hours a week that you give to god doesn't jesus say i want you 24 7 right that's exactly what he says that's where you know i guess People look at me as being weird because I will do weird things like going around the community at two or three in the morning. And sometimes, you know, I'm thinking and sometimes I'm praying. And, you know, and what's really weird, Kevin, I wake up in the middle of the night and something hits me and I have to write it down. And the the Lord is just laying something in my brain that he wants me to express 
And I'm much better at expressing myself when I write than when I talk. I get very emotional when I talk. I can stay much more People rational. People are noticing. Yeah, you, well, you would think. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, God really wants us to be different. I was talking to a friend, well, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mark Grendel. He's okay, a yeah, yeah. family pastor at Roxbury. And I was talking about the weird thing. He said, do you ever read, is it Craig Gossel or Gossel? Yeah. Or, he has a book entitled Weird. And I'm like, yeah. yes, <laughs> because God is weird. Think about it, Kevin. He's called us to discipleship through Jesus Christ, who in their right mind would have part of the Trinity, God himself, come to die. That's weird. Yeah. From a human perspective, that is very weird. And to expect his message to get out to the world through us fallen creature humans, that's weird. But God uses us in our weakness to do right. what he has called Well, and let's focus on that word, weak, weakness, because mm-hmm. one of the other dangers we want to avoid is something you already hit on, but that idea of if we're going to be... If we're going to be uh, discipling others and being discipled ourselves, we do have to be open and honest mm-hmm. with each other, and that's in a sense a, a weird thing. Oh yeah, because um, it's it's not normal. As we talked about last time, uh, we want to make sure our testimony is right. We want to put on this image, but if we are going to do this right, uh, it was Martin Luther who said, "Sin boldly." Mm. The, and it wasn't just saying, hey, go out and sin, but the idea of, hey, let's be honest about our sin. Right, right. And, and let's, let's confess that one to another. Mm-hmm. And therefore, be open, be honest, be transparent. And that's what's going to move us from just your fake plastic Christian to someone who's pliable mm-hmm. and someone who God can use. Right. And, and I think the ultimate thing that happens in that is we get this sense of humility right that you know Philippians 2 talks about you know Jesus did not count equality with God something to be grasped but he humbled himself and became one of us right to do what he was told you know what the father told him to do and that's one of the hardest things because our pride is what makes us put the plastic out in front right. of us when we're interacting with people. We don't want people to know our warts and, and failings and stuff. And I mean, I'm tired of playing the game. Yeah. I'm a good, I'm a good church player. I'm a good liar. I am a lot of well, things. Well, you're an Armenian, so yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, so, okay, we won't go there. Uh, yeah. I had to take that shot. I, I saw it there. <laughs> yeah, I understand. No, I understand. But the, the thing is, we are so good at that that we deceive ourselves, and that's exactly opposite of what the Bible tells right. us to do. Yes. I had, I have a certain amount of pride. I'm an arrogant cuss. Whoops, that was yes. close, wasn't it? <laughs> My wife would say that was. She better not be listening. <laughs> but the thing no is... No one listens to this anyway. So oh, okay. Well, we'll find that. Uh, the thing is, I am 
arrogant, I'm proud, and I usually take correction poorly. But a few weeks ago, a friend of mine, a new friend, we were at the prayer gathering together, and for some reason, I was going on and on. I mean, I can dominate a conversation anyway because yeah, that's, that's that. my this, personality. This, uh, this podcast. Well, you tend to do yeah. that too. I mean, you're the host. You're supposed to let me do yeah. all the talking. <laughs> but the thing is, I was dominating the prayer time, and, and he confronted me about it at the Y. You know, the, we were actually using the why for its original purpose to promote Christian right. thinking. Uh, he and I have prayed at the why before, if you can imagine that. You know, uh, instead of uh, it's fun to stay at the YMCA, I, I say it's fun to play at the YMCA. And then even later, I, it's fun to pray at the YMCA. Mm. But he confronted me right there in the why. And you know what? This is where I'm getting at. I took it. Without yeah. getting angry, I accepted his his gentle rebuke, and that you know, speaks violence to me. That hey, God is working at me. Right, He's made me a humble, a much more humble person. That's why working at the blind school was good for me. I mm. could be Jesus there. Right, and you know, and. Real quick, I grew up at this church, Roxbury, and I was very emotional, very subjective in my faith. Then I went off to Bible college and started hanging out with the intellectuals. And I'm not talking to students, I'm talking to professors and all the big speakers, big name speakers, yeah. and boy, talk about big head. And I mean, I was a phony. Right. I was a wannabe theologian. Maybe I still am, I don't know. <laughs> but But the thing is, the one book that I want to talk uh, point out is Walking This Jesus Walk talks about this head, heart, and then hands. Uh, I was heart, then I became head, and then there was a time that I was head and heart together. But if it doesn't produce hands, that, that service, that's getting out there, getting messy, getting dirty, being a person who walks as Jesus walked, making disciples the way Jesus did, he interacted with these guys and he knew how to pull them back in. He knew how to rebuke them quietly and calmly to where, you know, Peter, I, I identify with him. He's the loud one. Yeah. I'm that. But the thing is, he rebuked Peter and yet brought him back into the fold. Right. After the resurrection. I, I can imagine Peter shaking in his boots. I denied Jesus three times and... Is he going to accept me? Hmm. I, I feel that. And Jesus you know, tells him in John 21, you know, basically brings him back in, asks him, do you love me? Three times. And Peter says, you know, finally, I know, you know I love you. And he reinstates him. You know, I mean, Judas had that opportunity too. Right. But he didn't. He didn't allow himself the opportunity. He was so guilt-ridden by betraying Christ. Still focused on himself. Yeah. And and that's what suicide is. Right. Is a, the ultimate act of selfishness. And 
you know, I just really, I relate to both of those guys because I've been there. I've been with both of them. And, you know, the fact that, that Jesus still wants to use a crazy, weird, ignorant person, proud, arrogant person like me, it blows me away. Mm. Well, you know, Ray, what we've done? We, we've we rambled our way through our time already. Um, we still haven't finished what we set out to do in the first episode on discipleship. Um, we, we've, we've worked our way for the, our, our first four segments. So we're going to have to make this into a part three. Um, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. this uh, Reigning in Ray is a very difficult job. And I'm failing at that now. But so we're going to make this into a part three. So we're going to we're going to cut off things now. Uh, you heard the book mentioned, "Walking as Jesus Walked." Next week, we'll have uh, some more uh, books to recommend, and we'll we'll pick up our conversation here. We'll get into the uh, application section of our program, and then we'll, we'll we're going to wrap this up in uh, up up in episode three. I think that's uh, possible. I yeah. think that's possible. We're, we're going to have to do that. So anyway. Uh, don't forget to check us out at the website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org, or on Twitter at BasicBibleCast, and uh, you can leave us a, a review on iTunes if you so choose. Share this with your friends, but whatever you do, join us back next time. We'll see you then. Have a great rest of the day.